I'm allowed to curse on the show, right? Yeah. Curse, curse. Definitely. We have a fucking shit show of this movie. Do you like I was just I wanted to go into the house this house of wax with I tried to be really open. You know, obviously I'm, I'm a massive Vincent Price fan. I had to remember this is not gonna be Vincent Price, but in my opinion, this was just a shit show. The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might, it will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Rider Dave. How are we doing, everybody? You know, I feel like we're kind of coming full circle here, because last episode we had Tag, and he was our second guest, and this episode we have our very first guest, Haley Newland, is with us, and I don't think we have really anybody scheduled after this, so it's like everything is kind of coming full circle, and it's kind of ending where it began. So... As I just said, she has one of her stories in the new Slash Her anthology, which just recently came out of stories all celebrating female authors, two of which we've had on the show, Brianna Morgan and Haley Newland, who's with us today. Haley Newland, thanks for coming back with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm excited to talk about Slasher. It's literally female perspective on the Slasher genre and the final girl trope. So it's, it was yeah. a lot of fun. It's ladies' night here on Body Podcast. (laughs) I didn't realize this until I was talking to Dave the other day, but we've only had female authors this season. That's awesome. You guys. (laughs) Plan it that way. It It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. And it just so happened that we have you and Brianna Morgan. And both of you guys are in the Slasher anthology. So that just worked. That's insane. You couldn't. Did you yeah. see the message that I had sent you about uh, possibly for a uh, season finale having uh, three? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I do this thing, you guys, and I think it's the writer in me, you know, just like my mind is always here and there. Yeah. Um, but I saw it and I immediately like sent it to Brianna and Janine and a couple of the women and they're just like, yeah. So, I mean, we're totally game. It's just, you know, yeah. seeing which three um and you guys don't even have to have me i mean there's so many yeah. incredible women uh in it doesn't that just have to be three three was just a just yeah. a number i pulled yeah. out of you know thin air it's so. interesting too because you know one of the best reviews we got was or people keep saying in the reviews for slasher um or slash her i say it too fast slash her um people keep saying that they expected the stories to be kind of redundant mm-hmm. and it's so interesting how we took such different approaches like I'm the only one in the collection who wrote a book in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. you know, and some of them worked with like really modern tech and things like that. Um, I think there might be, um, oh, there's, there's even one kind of about like, sort of like a little bit of like posing bodies, like dolls kind of yeah. linking to what we're talking about today with House of Wax. I was that kind, of, kind of Vincent price you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, stellar collection i'm so excited to be a part of it and barbara crampton from 
shopping mall, mm-hmm. read it, reviewed it, and her her blurb is on the front. So that was pretty exciting. So let's actually get into your uh, submission to this. The yeah. Butcher of Blue Jay Way, which yes, awesome title. Thank you. I, I love rhymes and I love alliteration. Yes, I'm a fan of alliteration, which you know from Take Your Turn, Teddy. Yeah, that that's how we came up with body bag podcast. We were just like spitballs. Nice. Like, oh, well, yeah. uh, alliteration is kind of easy to remember. Uh, yes. Body yeah. bag, it's easy, I guess. Yeah. So, well, um, the idea came from me. The so I think I've shared this with you guys on season one, but all of my work, everything, has a Beatles reference in it. Yep. So, and something I love is you know I think you guys are Jordan Peele fans, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, One of the best things Jordan Peele does, and we see it in Get Out and Us, and even in his, you know, Twilight Zone episodes, where he takes these songs that are upbeat and fun, you know, like, or just something like, you know, really chill. It's a vibe, like I got five on it, or whether it's the Beach Boys or something. Mm-hmm. And he applies this entirely new context to it. So that these fun songs just become really like creepy. Mm-hmm. And so I love doing that with the Beatles, you know, even it takes it even a step further, you know, I love the Beatles. So my character loves the Beatles. It's also like, it kind of makes it feel like it's part yeah. of the story a little bit, mm-hmm. like kind of helps them make sense of things. So when I was writing the butcher on blue Jay way, somebody asked me, Oh, does this one have a Beatles reference too? And I was like, shit, that's kind of like my identifier. Yeah. And uh, no, I didn't have one. I didn't have a title for this one yet um, mm-hmm. at all. I don't really have anything. And that's unusual for me. I'm kind of an oddball in that the title comes really fast for me. Um, but I pulled up the lyrics here and I had I had Blue Jay Way playing and I hadn't by the Beatles and I hadn't heard that song in forever. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend, yeah. Jeremy, actually turns it up and he goes, this is kind of creepy, like these lyrics. And I was like, this, it sounds kind of creepy, but I, you know, I heard it a hundred times, haven't thought about it. So I made him play it back. And like the opening is there's a fog upon L.A., and my friends have lost their way. Uh, we'll be over soon, they said. Now they've been chopped up instead. Like, it's just like, yeah. what? Uh, songs from the 50s and 60s. If you play yeah. any song from the 50s and 60s in like a dark, empty room, it is the creepiest You're thing. like, yeah. what? Yeah. And the Beatles, though, sometimes like that run for your life song, like people just sing it and they're like, run for your life. And then you're realizing he's like chasing a woman. Like, it's like, yeah. and he's like kind of threatening to like, kill her if he catches her with another man and so it's like oh so anyway so my boyfriend played that for me and I immediately thought okay let's just give a little nod to this song and I already knew I was going to work with a butcher of some kind and so the butcher on Blue Jay Way that title was born Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until about the third or fourth revision that I decided to actually integrate it even further make it like this whole theme in the book and so what i did is my my ladies of the night mm-hmm. uh you know early 1900s my ladies of the night yeah um who are like i wanted to take like really like kick ass like wife of bath kind of characters you know and just make yeah. them really really awesome and one of the most important things for me in having women of the night was showing they weren't like oh i'm doing this because i have no other choice and what can i do it's like there wasn't a lot of work for women at that time yeah, and they were so very again, kind of uh, just like this is a job kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and so it wasn't, you know, it, I don't think it has to be like, oh, there's nothing else I can do, but here's my body. That's what I can give you. Like, I, it wasn't really like that. It was just like men think that we can't have jobs, but here, let us do this. And we're making like 
a fuck ton of money. We, we, you know? we, have, we have a we have something that people would pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's actually kind of brilliant, I think. Um, so anyway, so I had this whole idea of the main street of the town literally being called Blue Jay Way at night mm -hmm. as a code word for that's yeah. where the women were. And so that's the it. women, the ladies of the night are called Blue Jays. And so and I actually even show them have like good interactions with their customers, yeah. you know, like so they yeah. or their clients like they actually have like decent interactions because I think people always assume that relationship is like very abusive or something like that and it doesn't always yeah. have to be that way so it's kind of a new approach on how we think about ladies yeah, they were on like first yeah. name basis with the right the right clients. and yeah. that's yeah and if you think about like some really gold uh really good like old kind of gothic stories where they have like prostitution and stuff like that mm. um there there are times when those characters are actually really interesting and and you know they're likable and and i think that was the thing was like not to make them like these women that we don't like because they're you know, like repulsive yeah. to society or something like that. So, right. um, and that was the other thing is like, I made some of them have kids, but I still didn't want it to be, I'm doing this because I have to for my children. It's like, I need to make money. Here's what I'm going to do. And this, this like, is like, make, uh, like a yeah. crap ton of money. Like what's her name uh, from, uh, from Les Mis? Les mm. Rob. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can't think of her name, but I know exactly what you're talking her, her about. Her daughter, so, Cossette. Um, yes. And, yeah. and uh, yes. where Anne Hath well, I'm just going, well, by the story, I'm just thinking Anne Hathaway in my mind because that was the recent movie. But yes. yeah, she getting her teeth ripped out and she's just singing that sad song and everything like that. Yeah. 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 And in honor of it being, you know, a female collection, I just felt like if I was doing that, I wasn't giving the women the justice and mm. again there's another side of there's such another side to, to that you know and um so something else i, I do have like a creepy creeper because you know they exist and mm. what i tried to do instead was make the blue jays a very tight unit so like yeah. they're just like that's the opening is they're all just kind of like coming at this guy like hey like i can't remember yeah. what they it's my book it's my story and i can't remember what they call him <laughs> But they have a nickname for him and it's just like the Blue Jays like swarm, you know, so that was yeah. kind of a theme I was I was doing with them is because Blue Jays as a bird, they're they're fighters, they're very territorial, they're very protective. Mm -hmm. And so I gave the women that name just to kind of show that like women together, is just badass and strong, yeah. just like all the women that and, came together in this collection. And you said you've never seen Sin City? No, I has, I have not seen Sin City. Uh, <laughs> the entire so, time yeah. I was watching that, I don't know if you have, Dave, but the entire time I was reading it, I just kept thinking of Sin City. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, somebody told me Peaky Blinders, and I've never seen Peaky Blinders. I've seen the first um, season. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Would you say it's kind of par it parallels uh, the Butcher on Blue Jay way? Uh, a Peaky Blinders? I, I wouldn't... It takes like place said, around the same time, so... <laughs> okay. Same time period, well, I wrote yeah. in my notes, you know... Um, as the stuff at House of Wax was going on, I was like, I can believe that these both take place in the same universe and are taking yeah. place in the same city, in all honesty. But yeah, because um, yeah, in Sin City, there is, it's a black and white noir, and there is a section of the city that is entirely, not just, it's pretty much ran by the, by the hookers of the city, and they are a tight unit. Nice. They, they pretty much are yeah. their own hit squad and everything. They, they, if you like cross one of the 
of the ladies or if you abuse them they they pretty much are very professional about it. they're like right you you can i think one of the lines was if you have the right if you come in and you have the money they'll make all your dreams come true but if you uh but if you cross them they have like their own kind of police force where they'll kill you if you like nice wow uh, i need to see that yeah it's 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 a fun uh movie but yeah the entire that sounds time, a alley. <laughs> yeah, i just kept hearing sexy noir jazz yes, saxophone playing yes. while i was yeah. reading it so when i had this in mind i was thinking of that noir kind of feel because mm -hmm. even even some of the low budget you know black and white vincent price movies kind of like will tiptoe into that noir feeling a little bit in my opinion yeah. And so I was trying to allude to that, but well, the fifties you know, was, was very noir heavy. That that was yeah. a very popular yeah. genre of, of yeah. uh, filmmaking back then. Yeah, and I had just read um, Sylvia Moreno Garcia's "Velvet Was the Night." She's the author of Mexican Gothic too. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So "Velvet Was the Night" was like not not horror by any means, but it was like noir, like oldies crime kind of kind yeah. of movies. What I kept thinking about. But it's cool because it takes place um, in Mexico City after the Dirty War, which I knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. Also, it talks yeah. about like Mexican Woodstock. Again, I knew nothing about. And the characters like learn English and things through Elvis Presley and the Beatles just by listening to vinyl records. Yeah. So that I thought that was really cool. So yeah, that's a little bit on the Butcher on Blue Jay way. Um, one of the, I think I got a review and I'm still blushing when I say it. And I can almost, I think I can even recite it for you guys. So I got a review and it said, um, let me see. It said something like, reminds me of um, Psycho meets Sweeney Todd with the psychological brilliance of an Anne Rule book. And I Definitely was just the like, Sweeney Todd I see. I, I was definitely like, felt the psycho. I thought about that when I was reading it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So, what was the, yeah, end, what you was guys, the ending bit of that re review? You said Sweeney Todd and Psycho. With the psychological brilliance of an Anne Rule book. Um, so Psycho yeah. and Sweeney Todd with, and so Anne Rule, you know, she's a true, or she was, she was a true crime writer. Um, she was the one who was a friend of Ted Bundy. And so mm -hmm. she write, or she um, she wrote, what's it called? The Stranger Beside Me. So she worked yeah. at the National or the Suicide Prevention Hotline that Ted Bundy worked at with with him for a couple of years. So that's why it's taken me a while to uh, get out my review for because I want to be able to uh, write a review that sounds that has something that nice sounding. To <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. I read that and I was like, and that was just about my story. Like, and I was just like, that was so nice. Um, yeah. One of my other favorites from from slasher is um it's a story called i hate slashers um and it's from <laughs> yeah. cynthia cynthia paleo who wrote uh children of chicago which is officially becoming a movie now that's okay. awesome yeah it, that's 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 got to be an aspiration of uh probably all of you uh authors out there is like oh, the second that sure. it's a mo uh, movie status yeah. yes I, I kept thinking, you know, when I was looking through what the different women did in Slasher, um, I kept thinking, how cool would this be as like a series? You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. kind of you get like a little bit here and there. I thought that would be so cool. Um, even maybe like Fear Street, where they reuse some of the actors, like throughout the different stories. That would be yeah. really cool, I think. Oh, you mean for each of the Slasher stories, just use the yeah. same yeah. Oh, no, that'd be yeah, like American Horror Story, where they just recycle the same actors. Yeah. yeah. See, and I think that that would be really cool. So. 
yeah, I had yeah. so much fun writing slash or the Butcher on Blue Jay Way. Um, I'm particularly proud of the Blue Jay imagery I created. Um, I don't know if you both read it, but yeah, people don't. Yeah. I did some research. Like I literally researched just Blue Jay birds, and they're yeah. very, very territorial. Yeah. And uh, so I alluded to that in the Butcher's character a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you guys catch the Poe reference? I, I wrote down in my notes. I said, ah, Fortunato. I too am a Fortunato. fan of Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite Edgar Allan Poe story. The cask of Amariano. Yeah. Yes. That's my favorite. And, you know, it's, it's just there, so yeah. funny. Like that guy's Fortunato and <laughs> you're, you're not very fortunate, man. Uh, so I And just, also, was was that intentional that it was a Fortunato because he too was lulling them to a false sense of security? Right, exactly. That's exactly why I did it. And, you know, he presented it as like this, just, you know, conversation, like among friends, like this mm -hmm. is a safe space kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, kind of leads them down to this like cellar wine cellar and so i just i thought it'd be so cool if the, if the wine label i'm glad that you asked that yeah. question because that i was trying to figure out how to segue into mentioning that hey i got that fortunato yeah. reference by the way that's <laughs> so cool thank you yeah i i try to always do that do some little name drops throughout i think the biggest takeaway um or more i could probably take away from the story is like ladies if there's a guy who's you know acting nice to you you know he's he will kill you um, yeah so yeah if, if there is a man who's acting nice to you and treating you right you know feeding you and, and and treating you and your friends well he don't trust him he will kill you yeah and there's this there's this brilliant and rule quote you know she she worked with the fbi and she seriously was writing about ted bundy like she was a crime writer and so she was already had a book deal to cover the ted bundy story before they knew it was ted bundy so that was just crazy it was like oh and he's your friend yeah. um but anyway she has this line and it, it says something like men don't have to look over their shoulder. Men don't have to put their um, keys between their fingers or look down when they walk. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it, she had this idea when she said women are taught very early on that every time you step outside or, you know, now, even when you're within, within your home, that you are being hunted. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what yeah. I, I was trying to allude here is that there are these moments where women come off as standoffish or like, oh, she's really shy or whatever. And it's just sometimes that women maybe feel intimidated or maybe just came from an intimidating situation. And that's like the unfortunate thing about, you know, being a woman is sometimes you have to put your guard up so high that you're kind of missing out on everything else. And so that's kind of for what the I most part, don't have to worry about being attacked at any given moment. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And so and obviously, you know, that's like the circumstances, whatever. But that's what I tried to capture. And I'm trying to <laughs> what did I name my main character? Was she Lori? So that was something I tried to capture in my main character. So while all the other girls or women, I should say, are um, just kind of like chilling and they're like, yay, like we're down here. It's the end of the night. We're getting some good dinner. Um, and some wine, that kind of thing. This girl She's staying is, like vigilant. Yes, yes. Okay, it is Lori. It is Lori. Yes. So um, I always do a Halloween thing if I can, yeah. if I can help yeah. it. So another fun fact. So Lori is from Halloween, but the other girls or other women like Emmeline and Annabelle, those are actually all based on... Um, the Annabelle doll. No, these are all based on Jack the Ripper victims. And so oh. I gave them... So I researched a little bit about like what their family said about them and I stuff like that. I think you like did that. mention that 
I think did I? I think well, no, not the names, but I I do think you had mentioned Jack the Ripper in passing yeah. when talking about Blue. You might have yeah. talked about it last season when you were talking about yeah. coming up with a story. I mean, it felt weird to not to not use him when I decided I wanted to work with Ladies of the Night because you know yeah. serial killers back in the day like always not even that far away. You know, like there was mm -hmm. serial killers in the eighties that were targeting sex workers, that kind of thing. And it's sad because people didn't look for them a lot, you know, or people didn't, the policemen weren't actively trying to protect them in all areas because yeah. it was like, eh, but they're gone. So that's they why. were like throwaway yeah. citizens. Uh, right. Right. Really and it's important. like, well, as long as he stays here, you know, on this street, you know, so yeah. um, I tried to I also probably research. because since you have, they have clientele, like the mayor and stuff like that, they're like, well, you know, maybe it's not the worst thing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I tried to, um, I tried to research a little bit about those women and give these women those characteristics, you know, because like, I don't know about you guys, but when I wrote Nellie's character and um, with Trump Blue Jay Way, like she was like my heart. And I was just like, Nellie, you know, like yeah. just constantly, like I felt the need to protect her. And then I was like, do your job. <laughs> you know, like I was, I started to become very protective of these women. And then I was just yeah. like, that, that's gotta be hard. I'm, I know I'm writing a slasher, but I'm very protective of these yes. people. But I know at the end of the yes. day, I'm writing a slasher. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it was, it was really difficult. And I had to, I had to keep reminding myself though, that that's good horror. You know, one of the, yeah. and, and not to like, you know, say like, I am all knowing that's great horror, but for me, at least, I enjoy slashers that make me care about the victims, you know, yeah, like yeah. slashers, slashers are campy and fun and that's all great. But to me, the best slashers is like when whoever loses their head or whoever is stabbed or whatever, yeah. you're like, no. Well, and I, I hear that that was one of the issues with the last uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that you actively did not like any of the characters that were. Did you see victims. me say that? <laughs> no, I've 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 been hearing That's that like as a common as yeah. a common so, review thing. Yeah. So one of like the biggest things that when I go on other podcasts that people are like, so we hear, and then like you know they kind of. They don't level with me on this, but I stand by it. I am not a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, even the beginning, excuse okay. me. And it's just because I don't care about anybody in that movie. I don't care at all. Um, I don't really, we don't really get enough about Leatherface, you know, the, the kind of purpose there. There's just not enough. And even the- It's the just slaughter for the sake of slaughter, basically. Yeah. Right, right. That's and a Texas like, Chainsaw film is there's no story. Yeah, just so, slaughtering people. which it can work uh, given, you know, uh, when it comes to horror, the, the cool thing about horror is it can be as smart or as just mindless as you want it to be, depending on your mood right. of what you want to see. Yeah, right. Because uh, sometimes you do just want to see like, even even jump scares, which are a lot of times are way overused. Sometimes it's, yeah. you know, it's kind of like being in a haunted house, you'll just get like a quick, a quick scare. And sometimes yeah. that's what you want. You don't really need any context behind it. Right. Um, but... I just thought there was so much potential there with like, how much they referenced Ed Gein, you yeah. know, I just thought I'm like, there's so much potential. And what always stands out to me is that that room, you know, the room that she goes into and there's like bones and there's all those like the feathers hooks. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ooh, what is all like? I mean, we know what it means, but it's also like I felt like just in that one room, there was so much that like I wanted yeah. to know. Mm -hmm. So to me, it just it got me interested, but it just didn't have the payoff for me. So yeah. to me, that was like a one and done. And I know other people are like watch it over and over again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, where yeah. some people tell me that like they're like Halloween doesn't make any sense, and I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I think I I think I I, yeah. I mentioned that when we were reviewing a different thing. I was like, you know, people do hold Halloween, and I love Halloween too. But you know, go back and watch a, a couple of the things in Halloween. There's some things that you kind of just have to let slide a little bit. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. totally suspending your your disbelief yes. because of yeah. like your love of Carpenter or your love of Jamie Lee Curtis, or just Michael Myers. And I think that's what some people can do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I just can't. And honestly, I think I can because I was so interested in these little things. And I was like, where is it? You know, like I Mm. wanted to know, like they got me. And it just wasn't there. A Beatles reference once. Yeah, Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) But I I haven't seen the new chainsaw massacre just I haven't seen I, it yet i i just i've seen the trailer for it. i've I seen the first half i just haven't had any interest in it like i think the thing that clenched it was that you know i i know it's supposed to be the big scene of the whole you know him mowing down those people in the bus after they yeah. say you're getting canceled bro and yeah. i know why they put that in the thing because i know that it's supposed to be all right that's supposed to be a funny thing because he's obviously going to massacre the the quote like you know the, yeah. the woke uh, you're yeah. getting canceled bro people but even still that i know that they're poking fun but that was so forced even as a joke yeah it was yeah. it was like what if we do this and it was rehearsed again and again and again rather yeah. it would have been i honestly think it would have been better if like nobody but a couple of people knew and then it was just like thrown in you know what i mean it was like not scripted yeah. something like that but you're right it was yeah, that um, was like, I, saw, I saw that clip and I was just like, that was like, let's a uh, 50 year old man cringe. writing dialogue, <laughs> writing dialogue yeah. for Gen Z people. Yeah, yes, yes. And it, I was just like, I don't know about you guys, but I was just like, I just finished watching a really shitty 2005 movie, you know, with yeah. Paris Hilton. Do I want to put myself through another really shitty watch right now? <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel like after going through House of Wax 2005, I'm just like, right now, I'm very protective of my horror space. You know, what am I going to watch next? It's got to be good. Since we're kind of leaving the uh, the book part, is there any last things that you want to say summing up Slasher or Butcher of Blue Jay Way before we kind of go into House of Wax territory? Yeah, I would just say if you consider yourself a Slasher fan in any era, like that book is so for you. And even just, you know, with the revival of the final girl trope, that's every single story in this. That was one of our, our, you know, checklists or our checks we had to make. Every single story follows that final girl trope. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just, it's really cool because the slasher genre is not one that's always been very nice to women. Um, So it's just really cool to give this, you know, this fantastic group of women just this opportunity to completely make it their own. And I think that's why we got people like, Barbara Crampton and Stephen Graham Jones excited about it because it was just like they it really hasn't been done very much from a a woman's perspective and I think I think this I'm probably biased but I think this collection is just a standout like it's a rarity and it's I think it's really special yeah I could say from reading it it is a great anthology so everyone listening (laughs) go on Amazon and buy it right now yeah and that cover that cover our cover is great um, yeah Oh yeah, I really beautiful. dug that cover too. Yeah. Yes, it's just beautiful. And speaking of Halloween, yeah, I mean, the, it just it, you know her head looks like the pumpkin and the and the knife. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. You know what's so funny is the the woman on you know and, and this might be like super pretentious of me, but the woman on the cover 
reminded me of how I was envisioning uh, Lori and my my yeah. uh, the butcher on Blue Jay Way. Mm-hmm. Just because even though like I didn't say it was British and you know it it does have a very American feel to it, I was picturing like Sweeney Todd kind of characters, you know. So yeah. so the woman on the cover looks a little like that era like british to me sometimes so i kind of thought that was cool she definitely had a cockney accent in my mind yeah Um, yeah yeah. can we expect anything from Haley newland in the future is she working on anything yeah so i know the last time we talked we talked about the nowhere man yes and this is officially the longest that it's ever taken me to write a book um one part of that too was just getting my love out in slasher you know just making sure I had that. I probably wrote three or four other stories mm-hmm. that I, I want to develop. One of them is a slasher story at a drive-in and they're showing The Fly um, featuring Ooh. Vincent Price. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did that um, and I still want to develop it, but it, I knew it wasn't right for this um, because I was I was too much. This is Vincent Price. This is Vincent Price. I'm like, okay, this is about celebrating women in horror, you know? Um, so I, I do plan on releasing some other short stories, but, um, the nowhere man is my number one right now. It's finally feeling like it's coming together Mm -hmm. really well. Um, and I'm working with my same, yes, I'm fine. And I'm working with the same editor, Clayton. He's amazing. Um, so we're hoping to have the first draft entirely done by April. And so our, our plan is to publish in winter this winter. So around December. So okay. look out for the Nowhere Man. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you can uh, come on the show whenever season that'll be. Whenever we yeah we can promote yeah. that, then it's <laughs> like a tradition now. You have to have me on every season, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you and Tag apparently. Yeah. And, I love uh, it. Now we're talking yeah. to Jamie again. So yeah, we always nice. You know, I love fan Jamie. favorites. Yeah. And I mean, you're a <laughs> listener favorite too because you still hold the most downloads on our. Uh, wow that's so yeah. awesome thank you listeners. yeah that's amazing that's so amazing and uh yeah so everybody butcher of blue jay way part of the slasher anthology go out and check it out before we move into house of wax something that we introduced last uh episode with tag that we're trying to do that we think is pretty fun uh, we are doing this build a monster thing. So okay. I have in my hand right now a randomization wheel filled with a tons <laughs> and tons of different horror movie villains. Okay. And I am going to randomly spin it. And you have to build a villain here. And you have these seven qualities that you have okay. to attribute. So you have intelligence. Okay. The look. Weapons. Okay voice specialty strength and resources so tag when he was on last episode spun the wheel randomly and he got these various things that he had to he basically got um his character consisted of the look of pyramid head from silent hill oh uh the specialty of the t-1000 from oh uh, and these nice. are all random too he like it's, he had to just kind of get it as they uh, you know roll of the dice kind of thing yeah uh, the weapon of jack torrance which was Ooh, the axe yeah awesome uh, the voice of patrick bateman um the intelligence of predator nice and but then he tripped at the finish line because he got the resources of buffalo bill and, <laughs> and the uh, strength of ghostface nice yeah. yeah so yeah he tripped at the that'd, finish that'd be line. like his 
his weak spot then. <laughs> so what we're going to do is, since you are the second now, we're going to spin the wheel and okay. you're going to build your character and then we're going to put it up online and have people vote and see who would win in this matchup. Shit, okay. Yeah, and the winner awesome. goes on to the next, uh, for our next guest to choose yeah. in All right. the season. We're going to see who yeah. uh, is left standing. Okay, all right. All right, so let me get the wheel up. All right. Your first character, Spin. <laughs> Art the Clown from The Terrifier. Okay, so I have to give him one of my... So he, one of my... You can take his intelligence, his look, his weapons, his voice, his specialty, strength, or resources. I'm going to take his look. I'll yeah. take his look. Very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I feel like that was such a like a, a crucial one to go out on my first try, but I, I think, I think are... that was probably the 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 uh, the best one you could have given him was probably in the looks department. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sean, Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what are, tell me again. I'm sorry, uh, my list. You have intelligence, weapons, voice, specialty, strength, and resources. <laughs> no. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, too. Um, he's okay. a dude. He's just a, he's a, he's a British dude. Yeah, yeah just a dude. <laughs> With a cricket bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, again, that's intelligence, weapons, voice, specialty, strength, and resources. I do think that, like, the clown with like you know like like cricket or like whatever whistle ball whatever it was like he had i feel like that would still be kind of freaky you know i'm basically yeah. like where you're swinging but at you so you're gonna, All so right, you're gonna his... say you're gonna give him the weapon is that it yeah that's the weapon right, i'm not so... gonna give him that voice that would take it away <laughs> sean of the dead so i'm gonna say that that cricket bat yeah yep cricket bat i i'm picturing it i it kind of reminds me of Teddy. You guys remember in Take Your Turn, Teddy, mm -hmm. the baseball yeah. clown. Yeah, um, I can't remember his name, but for the Indian Indian clowns, yeah, Indianapolis clowns. Well, okay. So far, it's not too bad because he had an axe for his thing. You have a cricket. Yeah. I mean, you both are kind of like average in the weapon department, but you both yeah. are looking intimidating. So you both. I mean, at least he has ground. a blade, though. He has a blade, though. But yeah, but if you yeah. you still could like you can swing that, damage. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so next. Jack Torrance, we just. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. You could do what, you could take what Tag Wishy took last time with Jack Torrance. Um, I think, because he got Jack Torrance, he took Jack Torrance's weapon, which was the axe. Right. He wished that he took his voice. That's what he wished. Um, that's what I actually that is what I was thinking because I imagine like because yeah. we've already seen Jack Nicholson as the Joker so seeing him a little bit as a clown I think would be freaky as hell so I mean, I'm going to say voice yeah. yeah yeah that's what I'm saying so I think I'm going to do that yep the voice alright all right. so now we're getting down to the real important stuff here the intelligence specialty strength and resources <laughs> okay yeah. Candyman. Ooh, yes. 
I'm going to go with resources for the Candyman because he's got all this like kind of supernatural like is that kind of what that, that means that, like that kind of like what's on his tool belt that would be more specialty I would say okay do I still have that yeah you have specialty uh, okay I'm going to give him that specialty, specialty. I think that's freaky as hell so his, <laughs> so his mystical paranormal yeah just kind of yeah and that Jack Nicholson voice be my victim you know hell <laughs> yeah which is what it was it was it a wiffle ball bat what was it or yeah, oh, cricket bat yeah. cricket yeah i can see it i can see it i might right, be biased so so so, so you're, you're making up for it now you're getting the mysticism in the departments that you needed here all right right pinhead Pinhead. So you got strength, resources, and intelligence. Pinhead. Oh my gosh, you guys. My I know this is like we're all talking about horror, but I immediately yeah. went to SpongeBob. Like, I'm dirty man, <laughs> I'm Pinhead Larry. <laughs> oh, I was thinking more of the slash slinging slasher or the yeah. slash slinging yeah. slasher. But remember who's yeah. which one is the real dirty man? That's what I went to oh, immediately. Uh, yeah. SpongeBob. <laughs> okay oh oh because like, when patrick is like who you call it pinhead yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean oh we God. can i mean we can we can use we can take that pinhead if you want we can take patrick that's okay that's okay uh that might be a downfall um yeah. okay so pinhead. <laughs> okay so what do i have left intelligence strength and resources yes yeah so would resources be like all the little tools that he gets to use pinhead uh that's that's a that's um I guess I would say his resources are what's available to him in that hell dimension. Yeah. Uh, because uh That's like, kinda yeah, what I was thinking on. Like because, uh who 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 did uh <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Tag unfortunately had the resources of Buffalo Bill, so he gets lotion and a crawl space. And a uh, basket, yeah, yeah. a little yeah. dog. And uh, <laughs> and a uh, pair of night vision goggles. Yeah. right right he okay should have taken patrick bateman so at least he would have been rich but, right so so i'm gonna take resources resources pinhead. go to pinhead all right all right lastly we got strength or and intelligence okay ed warren Ooh, definitely intelligence definitely intelligence all right. All right, time. strength. This is what it comes down to. This is what it comes down to. Yeah. 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 All right. But I mean, whatever you get, you have a pretty decent this is a pretty decent versus match. Yeah. 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 And also he can't swing that that croquet. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're as strong as Patrick Bateman. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. All right. Not bad. Yeah. Not yeah. Bad. It could have been Ghostface. <laughs> yeah. i'd say that patrick well we know patrick bateman works out uh, yeah yeah so i'm i'm happy with that so i'm excited you, to see so it so the verses which i'll post a little bit later between you and tag you have tag which was the specialty of the t1000 which is his liquid metal thing the right. look of pyramid head the weapon of jack torrance which is the axe the strength of ghost face resources of buffalo bill <laughs> voice of patrick bateman and the intelligence of predator you have the intelligence of Ed Warren, the look of Art the Clown, the weapon of Shaun of the Dead, that cricket bat, 
the voice of Jack Torrance, the specialty of Candyman, the strength of Patrick Bateman, and the resources of Pinhead. Jeez, did you guys just write my fourth book? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to uh, just just mention us in the uh, give us a little fo- uh, ending credit. Oh right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that'll, this that, wouldn't have happened without body bag. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get such a rich idea? <laughs> the little spinny wheel on body bag. The little spinny wheel thing. The little spinny wheel app from that was that was awesome. I loved that. That was cool. Yeah. So whoever moves on from that um, will go on to face whoever our next guest is. Nice. Oh, man, if I face off with Jamie, Jamie would kick my ass. Well, it depends. It's all, <laughs> it's all luck-based. So Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Luck yeah. Wheel. yeah okay, okay. So, that's fun. That'll be treats for later. <laughs> on to brass tacks here. House of Wax. Oh my god! <laughs> so, your your movie pick, House of Wax. So House of Wax House is Wax, about yeah. a group of teenagers who uh, are on a road trip. I thought it was weird that you chose this movie. Well, uh, it's a comparison of the two. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, jo- I'm joking. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, I'm like cringing over here. I'm like, listeners, I did it. <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna. You should have just stayed quiet. I was gonna mention the entire plot of the remake and say i'm surprised you chose this one you know that there's a movie with vincent price called house of wax you should yeah. watch that movie i'm surprised Do you even know who he is <laughs> but yeah um which again thank you for this pick because again any any excuse to watch some more vincent price i'm always down for and yes. i needed yeah. something to wash the taste of the other movie out of my mouth the uh, one that just put me in a bummed out mood yes so, real quick for those who do not know about the 1950s Vincent Price movie, House of Wax. I have it right here. House of Wax is about a wax sculptor named Henry Jared, played by Vincent Price, whose talents are widely respected. A fire destroys his life's work before he unveils his newest creations to the world, leaving his hands permanently scarred and leaving him in a wheelchair. Some time later, Jared returns to the art scene, unveiling his newest wax projects, while at the same time, a series of murders begin cropping up around the city. And again, I did not just read that off of my notes. Completely improvised. <laughs> I feel like we also have to mention that Carolyn Jones, the first Morticia Adams, is also in the 1953 House of Wax. Oh, she is, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, she's the blonde. She's he's real uh, society. <laughs> that's yeah. such a shame because I did not like her. <laughs> really i think i think it might have been her she, voice <laughs> i don't know see, and it's so funny because you listen to her as morticia and you know obviously it's not it yeah. so i feel like yeah. she did what they cast her for you know she was the yeah. like the easygoing yeah. blonde and um it's yeah her laugh because was, yeah. morticia and gomez <laughs> adams was my number one uh couple in hashtag chris uh, loves love right They're right not, so, so i think it's a lot of fun to see her and you know because Morticia almost came 10 years later after she did this role. So I think it's just a lot of fun to see her in her early phase, just kind of like, hey, you're the pretty blonde. And she's like, okay. And she does it well. You know, she does exactly what she's supposed to be there for. I guess, I guess she was the Paris Hilton of that movie then. So yeah, but put some respect (laughs) on her name. Definitely (laughs) a bit better than Morticia Adams, Paris Hilton, same thing, right? Oh, Uh, God. (laughs) No, I know. I felt horrible just saying that. I know. Even though I, I was joking. Me, I know me and Dave were like, no. no. Just don't <laughs> even joke about something like that. Yeah, how yeah. dare you? So right off the bat, you know, you ever see a movie 
and then you watch the original and you're just so bummed out that you were introduced to it in a horrible way because i didn't yeah. see the original house of wax i saw the paris hilton house 2005 oh my house god of wax you first. poor thing right. um, <laughs> and then i watched this one and as i'm watching it i got bummed out i'm like you know all the wasted years that I could have yeah, yeah. known about this. Because in 15 minutes of the original House of Wax, we've got likable characters. We've got betrayal. We've got the fire, which happens in the beginning and not the end. Yeah. yeah. And a guy going, we have so much jam-packed in the first five, ten minutes of this movie yeah. that the remake had an entire hour and a half and some change and doesn't even come close to the first 10 minutes of this movie. Right. Right. Yeah. And something I love about the original is the, you know, that key witness, you know, the key witness who, yeah. who sees the man behind this wax museum. So mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool, especially in the 1950s, because I think in really, really good horror stories, when you think about it, like there's always a woman who like knows something's off. Yes. You know, so like even just going like to Halloween, like the girls like, ha, ah, Maury Strode's like, no, like what? There's Some a guy back there, like what yeah. the hell? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and and I think that rings so true. If you listen like true crime cases, like it was the women in Ted Bundy's life that's like, hey, check out this guy. But you know, and course, so I thought I that was a cool. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I don't cool mean angle. to like keep. Uh, I'm just I get excited when talking about movies, so I'm sorry if I keep talking over you at some point. You're fine. Yeah. We kind of do it to each other, so I'm not offended. Um. <laughs> I just wrote in my notes because of exactly what you're saying whenever, like the woman who knows exactly what's going on, I, I just wrote dames, am I right? <laughs> because yeah. whenever the guy, whenever the guys are here, yeah. like, ah, uh, just like a woman, and eh, you know, all these dames. Always has to have the last yeah. word, you know? Always gotta get all the last word. Oh, yeah. She's, the, she's hysterical well, yeah, she, over here. Yeah. yeah, she goes to the to the police and he's like, no human being can look like that. You sure you didn't imagine it? And I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, there's, there's a woman dead. Like, do you, did yeah. you imagine it? There's a woman dead. Like, what more do you need? Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, People are dying in the city, dude. Like, and this is yeah. your only lead. Yeah. You... Like, there's a body. There's a body that matches her story. Like, you mm -hmm. know, and she, they're just like, nah, nah, did you imagine the whole thing? That's what he doesn't even just say, like, the guy. He's like, you sure you didn't imagine the whole thing? And it's like, you're the police. Like, you know, there's yeah. a body, right? Didn't you just come from seeing the body? And, you <laughs> and then the body disappeared right after that, too. Yes. Yes. And see, I, I loved seeing that because, you know, nowadays, in the morgue you know it's like you pull out like a tray you know mm, so i yes. liked seeing the old like um bodies being covered in like one room you know just covered with sheets and yeah. i i just thought that was really cool and horror movies don't use this little detail um that i learned from my twin sister you know hannah who who worked in surgery forever the mm -hmm. toe tags so there's little tags on your toes that like says like your yeah. date of birth, your name the and stuff like that. that. Yeah. Yes, you could kind of see that. And I just thought that that was kind of a, a cool little like authenticity, you know, <laughs> can, a little bit. Yeah. Can you ask her, do bodies really sit up like that? Yes. And yeah. she said, yes. She said it's happened before. She said she's also seen like a hand like flip over because, you know, sometimes it's just like, it's a reaction. Like as the body is like, you know, she's really shutting Deflating, down. Deflating basically. Yeah. 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 And then you're, you know, putting all this crap into it. And she said, yeah, like the muscles can like spasm and have reactions. And that just freaked me out. Like I started picturing like in a really scary movie, like, you know, we say this thing, like running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And I'm like running around like a man in a morgue, like, you know, yeah. like something like that. Like that just that, I mean, obviously that's to the extent like extreme, 
not really possible. But I, I immediately went to that and I was like, oh my God, like, what if they're like standing up in there or something like that? But yeah, she said she's had people sit up before. When that scene happened, I was like, these are very calm morgue assistants to just like, yeah, they're just body like, sits hey. up and it's like, oh, that happens from time to time. I'm like, and yeah, you still work here? Get right. them down there. That happens one time with me, I'm gone. Yeah. No. Yeah. One of my favorite like lines is between the two morgues and it's like, got hit by one of the automobiles. And he's like, I didn't think any of those uh, go fast enough to kill <laughs> yeah. anybody. And he's like, yeah. give it time. And like they don't even realize like the like the dramatic like irony there, and they don't even realize it. The second that I finished the movie was when I sent you that text of "I want Vincent Price to narrate my life." Yeah, that was the first ten yes. minutes of the movie when I was watching. I was like, man, just hearing this dude speak and the way he's talking about his work. Yeah. I just, I just, yes, you know he has such a. Pa I think everybody would love to have that kind of passion for their job. Right. right, right. And and that's the best to me. That is the best thing about Vincent Price is he he was never in like he wasn't in blockbusters. You know, he was in yeah. like these B-level horror movies. And even in the movies where he's kind of like a side character, like even in The Fly, where he's, you know, he's not in it a ton or as much. It's just you're glued to him. Yeah. But House of Wax is, you know, especially like a great instance of Vincent Price because that's him in his element, you know, talking yeah. about murder, talking about like, I can't remember if it was a housemate or something like stabbing a guy in the bathtub and mm -hmm. talking yeah. about the guillotine and just like, I, I just want him to say guillotine. Like he's like guillotine, you know, like yeah. in his Vincent Price voice. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. Yeah. Yes. I think th there was a, a, uh, a line that Vincent said that I feel like, he was probably he was probably saying this directly to the audience in regards to like his movies and when he was talking in the movie he's when he was talking about his uh his new project that he was unveiling he said i think i got it right here hold on oh don't make me oh here it goes i'm going to give the people what they want sensation horror shock send them out into the streets to tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death yeah, I think that sums up yeah. Vincent Price movies perfectly. Perfectly, and you know, in in my in my room, um, I have a framed poster of, of Vincent Price in House of Wax, and I think I I I fell in love with Vincent Price. I think my first movie was um, House of Wax, if I if I remember correctly, but it was mm -hmm. that line right there. So it wasn't like seeing all these Vincent Price movies that made me love Vincent Price. It was that line right there. Mm -hmm. And to, to this day, it's, it's what I remember Vincent Price for. And so that that little line, that presence in this film will make me watch everything he's in, even the ones that I regret watching now. But <laughs> I will always watch anything Vincent Price is in yeah. just because of that. That sums up why there's such a big horror community. He says, tell people how fun it is to be scared to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I forget what movie I heard the when somebody was explaining it was like riding a roller coaster people like the you, you get the feeling of of living like on the edge and you might die but then you get the satisfaction like afterwards of like surviving it and stuff like that and that's why it's kind of like the same thing you get yeah. from a roller yeah, coaster. yeah yeah that's a really good way of putting it too and there's even like this caution like like, okay, we know this is going to be really scary. Like, that's why we have the seatbelt, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's that's kind of the experience you have when you ease into a horror film, too. It's like, you know, this is going to be that roller coaster. And so, you know, so we, we're cautious. We put our hands over our face or whatever it might be. And 
it's still just like, ah, like, okay, I didn't jump at that part. Or even if you did, it's like, okay, I'm good now. Like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's just, it's satisfactory. It's thrilling. It's just, there's, there's nothing like a good horror movie, which brings me to really bad horror, horror, movie. horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Speaking hey, of bad horror movies. This isn't even like one of those movies where it's so bad it's good. It, this right. is flat out bad. Which is weird because when I first saw it, I remember watching it back in 2005 when it was always on right. uh, either HBO or whatever it was showing on. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, but you didn't hate it then. But I but I, I wasn't as critical when watching right. movies. Because yeah. if it came out in 2005, I'd have been 14. Right, yeah. right. So back then it was like a Friday night flick. You yeah, know? it was just yeah. like it was a fun. whatever. But when you start getting older, but you know, when you start knowing what your interests are, and getting it even movie. more developed yeah. taste yes. and mine becoming <laughs> in mind being movies and storytelling and i go right. back and then i look at the original house of wax and i go you know they wanted to take a property that was well known but then completely missed the point of right. of when they were trying to recreate it you took a character as interesting as vincent price right and reduced him to uh, a guy who doesn't talk and whose story we care nothing about because an evil it, twin too yeah an evil twin. <laughs> and it's like you know right off the bat we are introduced to vincent price a before the fire so we know right. who yeah. he is we know what he's all about we know his passion for his work and you know we're right there he's like you know he's a little quirky but damn it you know i love i like this guy i love his passion i love that he loves his work and everybody he gets along with everybody even even his shady business partner he's like you know listen right. I, know, I know you're trying to cut ties I'll, I'll he's a nice guy he's trying to he's yeah. like all right i'll i'll, I'll uh, right i'll try to compensate you for your stuff i'll i'll, I'll sort you out which yeah. i'll talk about that in a second and uh and then they it reduced just- his character to in the remake we we see him we don't know we don't know this dude we right what we know of this dude is what we are told of this dude yeah Uh, and i i watched a little like director's cut of the the 2005 hustle act and they're like oh we didn't necessarily want him to be vincent price but we named him vincent like in honor of him and i'm like shut your mouth like that is not an honoring like that is not an honor it's not an honor that's an insult to like to Vincent and, Price. And Vincent Price makes B movies. Right. <laughs> Vincent Price makes B movies. And even he would right. say, don't put my name on this. <laughs> right. Right. Because now Vincent Price takes time with his wax thing. It's his art form. But right. this new guy I, apparently just pumps him out. <laughs> like and it, over the, the course of like maybe an hour it, it takes yeah. to yeah. make this thing. See, the vengeful artist brought like this, this kind of added layer of he like wants things to be perfect. And, and unease yeah Yeah, it just made it like it made his his madness focused yes where the one here it's like why are you so mad he's just doing (laughs) it for the sake of doing it yeah and that's kind of how i felt too it's more that he was a killer with a quirk rather than right yeah there's no there's no intention there you know yeah so this guy really in my opinion wouldn't really exist in real life because there's there's nothing really there on why he is the way he is other than his brother was perfect and you didn't eat your damn Cheerios. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> so your, your perfect brothers over there eat these Cheerios and you're just 
crying and screaming. Um, and like Vincent Price had a reason for killing the people because right he, at some point they looked of her. Yeah, they looked like the it, art he wanted to make. Yes. Yeah. Well, this guy it, just killed anyone that came to this town. town. Came to town. Yeah. 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 Can we talk to about like the wax figurines come so late in the 2005 edition? You know, we get like yeah. a little hint of it mm-hmm. in the opening, but that's really it. Like, yeah. and I'm like, isn't yeah. that what this movie is? One other thing I thought was so lame. It's like thinking about again. I'm just starting to remember everything now with with the uh, with the remake. The entire house is made of wax. Yeah, that made no <laughs> to the point where that made no sense. That made yeah, no oh. sense. That, that made, I've thought about that. That did, you know, I remember thinking that was weird back in the day, but you know, thinking about it now, yeah. I'm like, wait a second, that's lame. The yeah, entire and it doesn't, house. That's an awful place to live in a house of wax picture script you know like it just doesn't make sense it makes no sense at all and i know it's called house of wax but that does not mean it's a literally a house of wax <laughs> and to yeah. me you know that's like it's like bad writing like it's like how can we really like seal the deal on this like this house of wax oh just make it a house of wax you know like and my my mind went to like willy Wonka on the chocolate factory you know the new yeah. one with johnny depp where he's like build me a palace of chocolate and it starts caving in and falling and i'm just like how is this thing cool here then you know, yeah. like how is this thing? How up? how is anything work in this house? If everything is made right. of wax, how do you have lights? How do you have yeah? yeah. What, like what? they turn on the faucet and like you have running water in your house to wax. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. So what happens on a really hot summer day? Like, right. Does your house melt? Right. Yes. That's see. That's why they went to like Tartly in the chocolate factory. It's just like you know the palace of chocolate. It should melt. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's what wax does. Wax melts. Yeah. And. You kind of touched on this with the talking about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that other than the uh, what was her name? Was it Kathy? The the one who was uh, Joan of Arc? Yes, Kathy. Kathy? Yes, Carolyn Jones. Yeah, I was I was being hyperbolic when I compared her to like Paris Hilton as an annoying character. Yeah, yeah. Voice was a little bit whatever, but at this, but she wasn't insufferable or anything. It was I could just say that her voice could be kind of like what's the. Oh, that's gonna bug me. There, there, there's a woman who, um, who's, uh, oh, fr- uh, something. Fran Drescher, is that her name? Um, yeah, Fran Drescher uh, from the nanny. Okay. Yes, Fran Drescher. I was going to uh, Jennifer Tilly. You know, she kind of has. Okay, like, yeah. I'm just talking yeah. about in terms of like a, a voice that could become irksome after a while. See, yeah. Jennifer Tilly can do that to me a little bit. I a love her. I think you? she's great, yeah. but she can do it a little bit to me. Um, yeah, her not so much. Uh, but Maybe in Chucky say, more so than some of her other roles. But other than that, her character wasn't like awful or anything. Yeah. No, but and I mean, remakes. weren't you sad when she died? Like, wasn't it just kind of like oh, she was trying to help this other I girl? I you know, more, I wasn't sad about her. I was more sad about her friend, the one who's the main girl. Who was about to get kicked out of her room? Yeah, yeah. I felt yeah. more bad about her mm-hmm. and the fact that she lost her close friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I find it weird that apparently she knows every inch of her body. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love my mother, but I don't, <laughs> I, don't like, I, I couldn't tell you if she has both ears yeah. pierced. <laughs> or, or, yeah, th- see, that was yeah. a detail that was, I still struggle with that detail. I'm like, they're like, what's she wearing earrings? It's like, no, I don't think, and I'm just like. What does it matter? That was, <laughs> yeah. So when that comes up, you start thinking about it, like, was she? Like, does yeah. did I see that? yeah it's weird yeah it's weird um what my my point i was getting to was that what is it about remakes and like making their main survivor people unlikable which is what the remake did 
Right. And, yeah. you know, this is a, you guys know this is a remake of a remake, right? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And so the original, is it, is it Ray mm-hmm. Faye? Is that her name? Um, um, oh, uh, like uh, the original. Yeah, bring it when up. When did that come out? Like 1930? It, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it was in color, but it has that like weird effect where it's like red sitting on green. So it kind of looks like this technicolor yeah. effect. And it's interesting because, you know, I think her name is Ray Faye. I could be so wrong. Something Faye. Um, but she was the main woman in the original King Kong. So yeah. up until that point, she was like the black and white, you know, kind of film actress. And it was interesting to see her in color there. Excuse me, I have the hiccups now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Faye Ray. She played uh, Charlotte Duncan in the yes. original. Yeah. Mystery Called of the, the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's just fine. I, I have um like the, the Vincent Price collection DVDs, like volume yeah. one and volume two. And so that that edition of House of Wax, it comes with the um, original Mystery mm. of the Wax Museum too. Nice. I don't think it'll hit the you know remake it beat for beat for the story, mm. but yeah. why take such a good story and produce a yeah. terrible story? I think that I compare what they did with making, and, and you know the thing is, um, whoever whatever the guy's name is, the one who was making the wax stuff, wasn't even the yeah. main guy either. Right, uh, he wasn't right. the main bad guy, really. Um, yeah. But I, when, when turning him into that, I said it was like taking the most interesting man in the world, the Dos Equis guy, and turning him and say, let's make him more like Leatherface. Yes. Yeah. Like, so yeah. just get rid of all of his, because Vincent Price, well, Vincent Price is going to do this with everything he does, but his character is a very uh, well-spoken, very, yeah. uh, you know, he put, he's, much like the wax mask that he has, he is putting on this uh, facade of uh, very sophisticated, very well-spoken, very like right. uh, everybody likes him. Uh, he's nice to everybody kind of guy. But he under the surface, he's like this horrible, disfigured guy who's killing people. Yeah. Even the, even the reveal of his disfigured face was worse than what they did in 1950 uh was it 57 right. yeah no in 1957 the, with yeah. the way she bust the wax face off that looked pretty cool that was a cool effect his reveal yeah. in the remake i was like yeah yeah and then can we also just talk about the the i don't know if this drove you guys like it it was infuriating to me it just pissed me off and i was like well like i wasn't even like concentrating on the story i had to keep going back but the soundtrack to the 2005 House of Wax did not make sense. Like no. they were using, like I can't remember if it's like Nine Inch Nails or um, Marilyn Manson. Nine, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, like, you know, it. Saul Saul does that at times, and I think you guys know I'm not a soft fan, but Saul has done that before. But it's like they back <laughs> it up. They back it up with like the the um, high tension of of the scene, yeah. and House of Wax 2005 would do it, and it's just like. What the hell? I was gonna say, at least your boyfriend has some sense because you said that yeah. he is a, a Saw fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. My boyfriend is a Saw fan. Yes, um, that's one thing we don't agree on. Um, bless his heart. Whenever we do these, like he he sits through them with me, mm, and yeah. so we were watching this House of Wax, and he's just like, "What the 
hell. One With thing the that I did, or the, or the old y- y- the remake. Yeah, no, he. Yeah. I totally made him love Vincent Price. I was about to say, did you turn? Yeah. Did you turn him into a Vincent Price man? Uh, yeah, you'd have to, right? I'd be yeah. like, hmm, this ain't gonna one. work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vincent, Vincent comes with the relationship. If, if right, yeah. <laughs> right. And another thing with this one was, I didn't, I didn't realize that Jared Padalecki was in it. So I knew him yeah. from Supernatural. Mm-hmm. So he, in my opinion, he was one of the better things about the movie. You still don't yeah. love his character, but I, I saw some of like the young like Sam Winchester in him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought that that was okay. Other than that, it seems like let's just put all these like attractive teens together yes. and like yeah. it'll are these attractive? Like, are these attractive twenty something year olds playing teens? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And they're they're annoying and they're they're. Um, Something else about this movie that drives me nuts is they're stupid. Like, not even just like saying that, like, oh, you dumbass, like you fell down. Like, they are just stupid. Like, the stuff they do doesn't make any sense. We're in such a hurry to get to this football game, which, by the way, I thought was very lame. <laughs> we're, in, we're in a hurry to get to this football game. Let's go. Let's let's, let's drive cross country to this football game. Right, right. We're in such a hurry. Let's just drive and let's let's camp on the side of the road, which I'm pretty sure is very fucking illegal <laughs> let's camp on the side of the road and they're in such a hurry but the next day they're not going to wake up until 2 30 in the afternoon and i'm like i hope this isn't showing like the indiana girl in me mm-hmm. but you are not going camping and sitting in a tent until 2 30 in the afternoon that shit bakes in the sun you know I, like, i'm not yeah. an indiana guy but i'm just saying that out loud <laughs> i was that was the first thing that came to mind i was like you probably get really hot in there <laughs> yeah I, i'm like i am not a camper at all but i was you know i had to go when i was a kid but yeah. i was just like no when you're camping you're like you feel that sun like when that sun is up you feel it and so that just that irritated the hell out of me i'm like oh we're in such a big hurry but we slept until 2 30 like what I just that was that was a theme of this movie. Like I was just constantly like, what, and and why? <laughs> but this is one of those instances where you're actually rooting for the characters to like get off screen, just so you don't have to listen to them anymore. Yeah, and that's yeah. not good. That's not good. And Par- I do th- see what's crazy to me is I don't even think Paris Hilton's character was the worst part about this movie. And I expected I expected me to just constantly be like Paris Hilton, you suck because this sucks. Like Paris Hilton, get out I of here. I think Paris Hilton just became like the face of it. That it, well, Paris Hilton just kind of became synonymous with like the badness of it. So it's like yeah. people just know yeah. the movie's bad, so they instantly jump on and say, "Oh, Paris." It's kind of like yeah. Nickelback. Yeah. People say that Nickelback <laughs> is awful yeah. or the worst yeah. thing is like you know Paris Hilton. You know, if if you took she Paris Hilton out of the movie. Yeah. it would still be a bad movie right yeah. and 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 in my opinion even though she was awful um paris hilton served her purpose right she mm-hmm. she was supposed to bring people in she was supposed to be she was a big she was supposed to put asses in seats in the movie theater basically. yeah right exactly exactly but something that drives me crazy and i don't know if you guys knew this like even paris hilton right we can talk shit about paris hilton all we want yeah. mm-hmm. but something with psycho and something with Scream was something that they did that was brilliant was, you know, they took these big name actresses, Janet Lee and um, Drew Barrymore, yeah. who are, you know, fantastic actresses. Yes. Not, so not comparing them in that realm to Paris Hilton, but they took them and so they put these big names in it and then their deaths were really shocking. Yeah. So it's like, what? Like you killed Drew Barrymore in two minutes? Like what? Yeah. And then you go over to this 2005 House of Wax and Paris Hilton's death it was in trailers you know so it, yeah. it was to me it was like super 
just fucking me and then it's like hey come to this movie you get to see paris hilton die like ah. yeah. i was just like damn like that's right <laughs> does paris hilton annoy you well you can watch her die yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you know i'm wondering if they'll do that like with the kardashians next but i was just like <laughs> damn that was man i thought that was tough and yeah. one thing i had in my notes that i wanted to ask you guys yeah. um do you guys know like the script writers of this film the house of wax 2005 do you know who wrote this no um let me uh all right hold on um you guys are not gonna believe it if you don't know you're just gonna be like shut up there's no way uh, of the remake yeah 2005 the the script writers are actually fred rogers the, <laughs> i don't they know wrote, I had, I, so i don't i can't remember their names but i just know like what they did um because they came like if you said it i would know it but yeah. the the script writers of this wrote the conjuring seriously really? i could totally they wrote see the that. first conjuring film and i'm just like to me this just like reeks of like a big production saying like company saying hey we need a horror film this summer just like put some big names in it give us some seeds get us some money and so it just felt like no one on the project gave a shit on like of what this was about and yeah kind of like just, you make this and then we'll make the we'll, right. we'll you make the conjuring it's like paris hilton's here so you know and like Chad Michael Murray, you know, I hated Chad Michael Murray's character so much. Like, oh, yeah. like I'm not going to throw the football to Jared Padalecki. Like, fuck that guy. You don't get the football. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just, it was. It was dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were just, uh, and all the guys were just like, they think you're hot. I hate you. Like, my stupid girlfriend. How dare you be attractive? Yeah. And so it was just like the tension between the characters just didn't make sense it was just all these like characters stupid. these characters all would not be like you're talking about the main college students or whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah they just it's like these, these if, if these guys have all this tension with each other they would not be going on a cross-country road trip with each other right. right right it's like who who put this dysfunctional maybe that is though like maybe that is like you're just this toxic human being you're a magnet to other shitty people sometimes you, if you heard like certain people were coming on this road you'd be like eh, you know what i'd be like that's eh, not really uh, for me I'll, yeah. watch, I'll, then, I'll go on the next one yeah. right and then the, so let me talk about one thing that stood out to me that i was like okay all right um did you guys have an okay like all right first just even for like a snap second did you have any of those throughout the movie or you're just like okay something what do you mean like okay like you mean like, like all right i'll like, let that okay. go or no or... no like like okay i see what you did there you know or just like okay i wasn't expecting that something like that and like just they i had these little moments where not like oh that was really cool you know like the reaction i have and like <laughs> got more like a, something. okay I'll i was like it. okay yeah. okay right. that's not bad all right movie um, all right are, are you are you right. are, do you have a little inkling of something movie yeah, yeah yeah it's like someone who's been really bad at poker and then they like put some spice in it for a second and you're like huh where the hell do you come from yeah um and then, so, and then as quickly as they came they left <laughs> right right as quickly as they came they left and because there's no strategy there's i mean i just caught myself yelling like fix your script when i yeah. was when i was um watching this i mean to me this this is first draft you know mm -hmm. first draft of everything are shit but they should yeah. have gone back and been like hey that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any sense but one thing that i thought has some potential here for a mm -hmm. split second and then they lost me was I really was getting excited during the so you know the what's the kid's name who has the camcorder for everything? Oh, um, uh, is it Dalton? Yeah, Dalton. Yeah. So Dalton has I think it's Dalton. We'll just call him Dalton, right? 
Um, so he has now. the cam. Yeah, Dalton. Yeah, that's his name now. Dalton, Dalton. Um, so he, you know, he's filming everything. Um, he's he's kind of reminds me of, like the goofy guy in Scream, but obviously that guy is better in my opinion. So I do think there could have been a little bit more purpose to why he was even there. You know, sometimes I was just like, oh yeah, that guy. You um, mean like they could have played with the uh, him recording things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so there's this scene, right? And it's like everybody is asleep. And Dalton's like going through and, um, you know, just he still has the camcorder, right? So what I thought it would have been really cool was after that truck came, you remember the truck came and Chad Michael Murray's character is like, hey, I'm a manly man. Let me throw my cans at you. Ha ha. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. So after the truck guy left, it would have been really cool if they would have taken that camcorder scene. And, you know, they're going over, okay, Paris Hilton sleeping and then like Chad Michael Murray sleeping and that kind of thing. Like doing that would be really creepy. And you think it's Dalton. And then what if on the final, like, still of that, they show Dalton, they show Dalton. So it's like, I thought that's where they were going to maybe go with like the camcorder. And it just became like, so like, okay, period. Here's a montage to some rock music that makes no sense being a part of this film. And they're just going to throw the the football around and haha yeah. Paris Hilton's laughing and I'm just like that could have been something so See, when already, they started uh, that you yeah. already wrote a better yeah. more tense scene than uh <laughs> which yeah. I don't think is it's hard but I mean I appreciate it <laughs> yeah so oh. do you guys have any okays and then they got you know not really quickly <laughs> not really I've seen, I've seen it, it, it falls under uh I I don't hate it with the same intensity as a lot of people do but then again I I don't I hate, hate I don't hate the <laughs> remake of Nightmare on Elm Street with the same intensity as a lot of people do. Even though I can yes. point out tons of bad things about it, those remakes all kind of fall under generic cash grabs to me. Right, like, and yeah. that's kind of what this was, you know. This was or yeah, kind of that's cash. exactly what this. <laughs> yeah, definitely it's hard cash for me to, It's hard for me to get super pissed at a generic cash. I used to, but then I'm like, well, you know. Who, what am I going to get pissed at a generic cash grab because people went and saw it. It did exactly what a generic cash grab movie does. And it, and it, if I, if I'm angry at that, then I have to be angry at the people for giving them money because it's an obvious cash grab. Right. Yeah. Right. I think um, this one pissed me off so bad was because it was like, at least change the name. Right. If you're going to yeah. say it's house of wax, it's a remake of the 1953 like no it wasn't it really wasn't they're two completely (laughs) different movies i think that is like the heat of my like anger like that's what pissed me off so much and then they named somebody they have the audacity to name somebody vincent i'm just like monsters one one last thing talking about the old one real quick uh i forgot to bring up at one point it felt like a william castle movie in which the uh Yes. A, the intermission, and B, when yeah. the guy with the uh, ping pong battles came out and was talking yes. to the audience. Yeah. There's a bag of popcorn. Yeah, and it's- There's a bag of popcorn. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I had to hurry up and check the thing. I was like, is this a William Castle thing? Is this I, yes, I had that too. Yeah. That's so funny. That's really funny. I was, I just, my thought was, if only somebody could go back in time, because this was obviously supposed to be for the audience. I was like, if only right. somebody could go back in time and tell them that 3D would one day be a thing and that people would eventually get bored of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I always enjoyed that because then it was like, you know, him breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
my dumb ass for the longest time didn't realize that's what he was doing was like is he talking because because <laughs> yeah because there's like a crowd there so he, yeah. you know he's Who's like he, he tells the, he tells the lady he's gonna like hit the powder off her nose and every time i'm like oh i would kick his ass you know yeah. but um he's but like he has popcorn <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh like, they had no popcorn before you go into the house of wax and the whole time i'm thinking nobody has popcorn and yeah. so I, I did that for this like movie, ever this movie has horrible continuity there's no popcorn to be i mean there's yeah but <laughs> okay and then i did have one more like okay they surprised me or even just for a second was i can't remember the character's name but oh my god when they sew her mouth shut um well, oh in the uh yeah yeah, yeah. I was like, so that I was, like, I was trying to remember that from the Vincent Price movie. I was like, yeah, no, happen? sorry, sorry, 2005. Yeah. So one thing that when when she like pokes her finger out, you know, through like the the grate or whatever. Do that, yeah. Oh man, that oh. stressed me out. Like, so I I wasn't expecting that when she was just like you know trying to get. I think it was her brother's attention. It was yeah. he, like, trying to get her brother's attention, and then it, her finger gets cut off with the shears. Yeah, doesn't he like bend down and tie his shoe too? And you're just like he pretends Bro. to tie his shoe and, oh, yeah. and he. Oh. I mean, I know what she was trying to do, but I was like, "Lady, that is not the best." Like you no. can't, you can't. You smack know. the grate. Don't forget. Yeah, your smack the grate. That would make a lot more noise yeah. than why would yeah. you stick your finger? Even if you stuck your finger out, like yeah, you're and you're bang on the grate. That would make way more yeah. noise, and that would catch somebody's attention way more. Yeah, and so and something else, I just. You know, there there is never a time in this movie where I was like, "That's smart." You know, <laughs> That's there smart you go. Ever, yeah. And so, you know, like you you like you see these these movies where people do all these crazy things. You're like, "Oh, that's smart." Like, "Oh, yeah, that'll work." And <laughs> you never have that. And to me, in good horror, you at least have one character like operating. At like the height of their intelligence you know they're like yeah. okay like so we have to do this you have to you have know, the and straight they, man in yeah. order to uh, for everybody else to like their personalities to bounce right yeah. and it just felt like we didn't have that and so and then even like you know i was excited to see jared padalecki in this it was like one of the one things and i was like oh uh, who still yeah. he still wasn't great but you know um, but then when I saw him go through the house, I'm like, why? Why are you going through that? Like, heaven forbid you just use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And he's going through everything. He's touching everything. It just made me cringe so hard. Yeah. Like, stop. Um, and I say just, the yeah. only thing that makes me cringe is probably uh, um, when the guy's getting his face peeled when he's oh yeah because he's still alive and like he's still alive that's the only scene that ever gets a reaction out of me yeah. is that yeah. scene because the guy he's sitting there and and then you see like a single tear roll down his face because yeah. he yeah the dude is basically <laughs> ripping his face off yeah, yeah. he's like i'll help you dude i'll help you i'm like get your in the hands off of him stop touching things yes yeah. see so one more thing that just coming from that in the or the Vincent Price House of Wax, all of the wax figurines are famous, and I think Jared Padalecki's character even says like, "Aren't they supposed to be famous?" Yeah. And yeah. so I I did think that was kind of weird, you know. And again, it's like so they make these wax figurines and stuff, but like like what, why, where, how did this like become at a thing? Point, that at what point did the last person in town like, hey? I should probably yeah. get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone else is gone. Everybody now. else is gone. At what point did like the town just like he did he do that to everybody in town and nobody like it's like you know right. this is weird. And like that isn't that part of it being the attraction is like you know like in the Vincent Price one we have Mary Antoinette we have Joan of Arc like we and then we have like um 
I almost, I almost always say Edmund Kemper, <laughs> which is like seventies, you know, uh, mm. serial killer. What it, um, is it Val? Wait, who is it? Kimmler? The guy, the first guy on the electric chair in New York state. Oh, yeah, remember yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I think that, yeah. I, think, I believe, yeah. Yeah. So like that, that part kind of annoyed me because it was just like, Random how is this an attraction? You know yeah. what I mean? Why would, like, I it wanna, was weird. Like, why would I go here when I could go to Madame Tussauds and see famous Yeah. People? Yeah. Are you are you guys um supernatural fans? Yeah, I'm in the middle of the first season. I've seen every episode. Yeah. Okay. So something that I thought was really cool, and this isn't like an episode spoiler or anything, but they bring Paris Hilton into a wax themed episode of (laughs) Supernatural. And I just like before I had, you know, I watched Supernatural, I hadn't seen this, the 2005 version of House of Wax. So I was just like, why? Paris Hilton. I'm like, okay, why? And then, you know, you watch this movie and you're, you're like, like oh. well, and okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, then it made sense. And I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, so I think the episode came out around the same time as the movie. Yeah. Like in yeah. that same year. Yeah. So I thought that that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, right. Isn't oh. it like Sam's just like Paris Hilton? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's two people from Supernatural who were in House of Wax. And... Yeah. 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 So, so um, I was going to say, I, there's one thing that I find funny in a lot of generic horror movies that involve like, this tragic event happened and this is why like this dude was like like this yeah is why that dude looked yeah. they always keep newspaper clippings and stuff like that in their house right <laughs> are they always are they <laughs> for the uh yeah for the uh main protagonist of the film to kind of stumble across yeah and it's like this explains why? everything of why they're everything like this. you need yeah. to know you know like they just keep this script we'll just yeah. we'll just leave these newspaper clippings out Yes, and I, I always find that hilarious. It's like they it just was so weird. It, they just keep right. it all on hand. Just yeah, people to find. I thought maybe the the truck driver, the one that gives, is it Jared? Yeah, Jared Padalecki and the other girl a ride yeah. into the town. I thought maybe he was gonna be okay. I don't, I don't love that idea. When they do bring out the knife, their reaction to his knife, I thought was really weird because like he's he's like Hunter, you know, you, yeah, you landed yeah. in like his the pit of animals, like carcasses and stuff like that. So yeah, that was kind of weird to me. Yeah, he's country. You know, yeah, he has yeah. a knife on him. And so like, I thought it would have made more sense. Like, you know, he was kind of like looking these girls up and down. So like, to me, that would be like more of a threat than this yeah. like Hunter guy, like having like this knife he does stab it like into the, the yeah, thing yeah. into the yeah. dashboard he, he, he is a little intense but at the same he's time a little intense yeah yeah i i wanted the church scene to be better yeah. in the end too yeah. i wanted the church scene to be better Speaking um of ends, if i had to say anything bad about the original but this isn't this is with pretty much all movies of that era right kind of just end yeah right yeah and you i would 100 percent agree with that even though i absolutely adore like house on haunted hill it just it just spoilers i'm supposed to see it on friday oh sorry sorry no spoilers no spoilers (laughs) but yeah but it's the same thing a lot of movies back then just just ended the 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 need to put the end uh was like such a thing back then and it was like no just end the damn thing you don't have to tell us you know i was looking at the time because i was watching it on my phone as i was writing notes and they're at the police station and they're talking. I'm like, this thing only has like 40 seconds left. How's this going to wrap Yeah, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And then, it's yeah. Just like, and then he holds up the head and he's like, he's going to have a full grown beard by the time. I'm like, <laughs> and then just, I was like, that's a very weird way to end your yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that, I mean, the a, a lot of movies like that. Five like one that. was dumb. Like introducing the guy who gave him a ride as like the third brother. 
Like, yeah. Ooh, open for a sequel. No one yeah. thought they were going to get a sequel. Yeah, no one yeah. I honestly just thought the twin thing should have been cut. It just, it just added didn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. added nothing. And that's why I, I hate the twin uh, trope in horror because yeah. it's used Me too. stupidly yeah. and it just, it doesn't add anything unless it's done well. And honestly, I just haven't seen it done very well. One thing I do have to ask you guys, you know, the director of the 2005 House of Wax, have you guys seen mm-hmm. The Orphan? Oh, oh yeah, that, it's that, been a while, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's the same director. It's the yeah. same director. What did you think so, of that movie? I actually enjoyed The Orphan, and I know yeah. that some people don't like it. I love what's oh my gosh, why am I spacing her name? Um, Lorraine from The Conjuring. Um, oh, what's the oh, oh, name? oh, uh, Vera. Oh, Vera Formiga. Is it Vera? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Vera Wang. That's the designer. Yeah. Um, but. I, to me, that, that movie was good for what it was. I mean, I don't think it was a masterpiece by any means, but it was, it was kind of low budgety. Yeah. Um, but to me, it had substance. It was you like know, a, pop, I appreciate... a fun popcorn movie. Exactly. So to me, that was a fun popcorn movie that had enough good acting, which 2005 House of Wax does not have. Yeah. Um, it has enough good acting and it has enough story progression that it is like a fun popcorn movie. And so I saw on like Rotten Tomatoes, some people described this 2005 House of Wax like that. I completely disagree. Yeah. This is not a fun popcorn movie. But to um to Chris's point, maybe it would have been had I watched it when I was 14. You know, and it's yeah. just like, oh, we're, we're such badasses watching the scary movie. Yeah. Well, you know, like for, I feel no, like back then like, it was fun. It wasn't even that it felt bad. It was just one of those movies that just would be on. And then yeah. I would just be like, all right, I'll watch it. It was 14. For me, it was and... about being a badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to me, it was like, it was on and I would just catch it. Nothing else is on. I was 14. <laughs> listen to me. Trying to... Listen to me. I, I was 14. Yeah. I was young. I was 14. <laughs> yeah. I was young. I, was I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know good horror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and, I had uh, an older yeah. brother and he would bring movies like this, you know? Yeah. And so he was like, no, this is only for the big kids. And I'm like, I can handle it. <laughs> I was like that House of Wax in 2005, um, but I I didn't watch that one. I can't remember why. Maybe I think it might have been a Harry Potter movie came out, and I was like Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, but shows, uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, he did. I did watch Signs or The Signs with my brother when I was younger. Um, I tried to rewatch that, and I didn't have the same appreciation for it that I did when I was younger. That same with Insidious. Insidious yeah. was one too. I hate that when you go and watch a movie from when you're younger that you love, you're like, huh. You're like, shit. doesn't hold off, yeah. That's it's like, like Chris, Valentine. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to it's love 100%. that movie, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, um, not, I don't recommend this movie. If if re- listeners out there, just, just watch the Vincent Price one. Unless you yeah. are somebody who just, like, enjoys laughing at bad, bad horror movies, you might, you might enjoy this one. If nothing else, I will say I had fun watching it just because it was like, it was funny, miserable, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it could have been about 30 minutes shorter, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it is definitely felt one like of those dragged. movies that if you're going to watch, watch with a group of friends so you can make fun of it as you're watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was laughing my ass off. It was just like, they're doing what now? Like, they slept until 2.30 and <laughs> I couldn't get over that. I'm like, bullshit. They're still guys, sleeping uh, in the tent. Until 2.30, like, have these people yeah. never been camping? Oh, what, that house is made of wax? All right. All right. Sure. Why not? That was such a weird detail. I, it's just, I mean, no sense. Oh. I think they saw a cool visual of the house melting at the end with the fire. 
So okay. Where, all right. So where were you guys yeah. living when you were making this house of wax? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That didn't make sense. It just overall, I I think especially for how long it is, it's just not worth a watch unless, like I said, you enjoy just like laughing at shitty horror movies. Yeah. Oh, I love tearing apart movies. I, I can. I, I can, know. I can do this all day. Yeah. Um. But um, we are kind of coming to the end of the. Wow, dang. Hour and a half. Yeah, we yeah, yeah we, we we tore this thing apart, didn't we? Yeah, we did. But and we only minimally came at Paris Hilton, which I still yeah. think this wasn't Paris Hilton's fault. No, she she but, was you know Paris Hilton. That's what you she expect. was Paris Hilton. That's a, that's a that's a great way of saying it. She was Paris Hilton. They recruited Paris Hilton. Um, that is okay, like, one last thing I have to say. How funny is it seeing Paris Hilton shop for apartments like she's ever done that before? she's like oh, i need an apartment and it's like yeah <laughs> yeah sure you've done that before yeah Paris. i'm sure Paris hilton's been in that situation <laughs> right what is this word in the script apart apartment is that like really where's the oh, is second that where, is that where the is that where the <laughs> butlers live yeah yeah the help is that where the help <laughs> lives oh but that actually kind of segues so we don't have a guest next week i believe is that correct dave no so what i think you know i think it's about time we go back to our roots dave what when's the last time you and me just watched a movie and just gave our critique yes. when, when, when was the last time we put the kids to bed early and you and me just went and saw a movie ourselves and, oh. and just you know when, when do you guys we, have a movie in mind uh, well i was going I, to say um i think like christmas the last time was just the you and I were the last time that we had movie yeah. night. But speaking of Paris Hilton, and we are in March, she is in a movie called Repo the Genetic Opera, and that is a musical. We could do a musical March uh, horror, <laughs> horror edition. <laughs> you guys should do like that, a, yeah. you guys should do like, um, cause it, it's women in horror month. Yeah. So you guys should do like a, like a badass, like directed by a woman in horror. Like, so that would be like, American Psycho. That would be the new Candyman. You guys could do old Candyman, new Candyman. Have you already yeah. done that? Uh, we did the we, old Candyman. We, we reviewed old Candyman. You that guys should like do old too, Candyman yeah. and new Candyman. I think that would be... And a lot of people haven't talked about it, and I somewhat enjoyed it. Somewhat. I mean, I actually did enjoy it. I would watch it again. It's mm -hmm. really beautiful, like, creepy silhouette paper dolls, and it's just cool. Well, you know what? That's actually a pretty good suggestion. How about yeah. for this month, in honor of the slasher anthology, yeah. we'll do yes. a month of women in horror, women directed horror movies only for the month of March. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And let and, me know if you guys need more suggestions. Um, <laughs> well, how about, um, actually, I'll say let's start with American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. So how about Good. that? That is going to be our next movie review coming up, American Psycho. American Psycho. Nice. Sounds good. And that'll nice. just be a me and Dave uh, yeah. episode until we get. I'm looking uh, forward to that. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That'll be cool. It's been a long time since I've said, watched the whole movie all the way through. Yeah. Animal lovers, yeah. close your eyes, 10 minutes in. As, as much yeah. as I quote American <laughs> Psycho, like yeah. that, that whole, you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Which I do. Yeah. Oh my god, the, the the dinner sequence with him and Reese Witherspoon. I just, yeah. I just don't care about you very much. Or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. You're just I, no, you're just you're just not awfully important to me. And it's yeah. just like, and she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
she just keeps talking like yeah <laughs> i love the business card scene yeah him losing yes. his mind over a business card yeah <laughs> over his oh my god how did he get that <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so you guys are gonna have fun with that yes we will we will reserve our reservations at dorcia's and we will watch american psycho nice so excited nice. for that yeah let me know how it goes. I'm looking forward to that episode. <laughs> but once again, everybody, go out and check out uh, the Slasher Anthology available. Where is that available? Where can people go and pick that up? Amazon and Barnes & Noble slash her. You heard it here. Yeah. And Haley Newland, thanks for coming on the show again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a blast. Always happy to talk about shitty horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, I've been Chris Thomas, and with me, Broke Rider Dave. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.